Well, the mystery that we have been preparing for for the past three weeks and that we'll be celebrating in the next uh, two days is, of course, the mystery of the Incarnation, that the eternal Word of God, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father, has become flesh in our world. And that is not just the, the mystery that we celebrate today, that we think about today, but it's also a challenge for us today to ask ourselves the question, does the word of God, when it comes to me, when he comes to me, does he become flesh? Does he become alive in my life? Not just that I hear the word of God, that I feel close to the word of God, but does he become flesh? Our lady in the gospel, as soon as she conceives the word incarnate, what does she do? She immediately goes to uh, take care, to serve her uh, cousin Elizabeth. Do we make the word of God alive like that? Again, in our second reading, the author depicts uh, Jesus as saying, You have made a body for me. Behold, I come to do your will. Right, that we not just that he came here incarnate, but that he lived out in his life the will of God. And so, what about us? Do we really make incarnate, make flesh the Word of God when it comes into our lives? There are lots of ways to do that, of course, but our readings today really present us with two important ones that should be part of every one of our lives as a Christian. What's our first reading today? Our first reading from the book of Micah is, of course, a prophecy. You, Bethlehem Ephrathah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler of Israel. This is, of course, prophecy about the coming Messiah. But then it goes on to say whose origin is from of old, from ancient times. Very interesting, right? This is very clearly a reference to Jesus Christ, who is both born as the new king, the new Messiah, but at the same time is eternal, is one who is from of old as the incarnate word of God. Now, prophecy. Prophecy is one way of making the word of God flesh, speaking the word of God to God's people. You may remember this moment in the Old Testament where uh, Moses has selected 70 elders that uh, he's going to ask God to pour out his spirit upon so that he can govern God's people more easily. And when they get them all together... Two of them are they're left outside by accident. You know, they're not with everybody else. So when the Spirit comes down, the two that are in the camp, they also prophesy. And Joshua, uh, he says, we should stop them. But what is Moses' response to Joshua? He says, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets. Would that his Spirit were poured out upon them all. That wish of Moses that all of God's people would be prophets has been realized in the new covenant. By our baptism, we all share in the prophetic office of Jesus Christ. We are all prophets. Now, you might say, well, I don't think of myself as a prophet. I'm not very good at predicting the future, you know. Or maybe my image of a prophet is like John the Baptist or or some other figure who, uh, you know, wears odd clothes or stands out in the middle of the street corner of the temple saying uh, difficult things, you know. Okay, there are people, of course, throughout history who have had those prophetic kinds of vocations to do those things. 
there are also, of course, false prophets. But that is not neither telling the future nor kind of uh, standing out in a crowd is inherent to being a prophet. Being a prophet simply means speaking the word of God to God's people. Listen to what St. Paul says. For St. Paul, prophecy is hugely important. 1 Corinthians 14, this is right after his famous passage on love as the greatest uh, spiritual gift. But then what does he go on to say? He goes on to talk about prophecy. He says, pursue love, but strive eagerly for the spiritual gifts above all that you may prophesy. Interesting. This is, for St. Paul, the most important of the spiritual gifts. You know, the Corinthians, they have a great love for the gift of tongues. So he goes on to say, one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to human beings, but to God, for no one listens. He utters mysteries in spirit. On the other hand... One who prophesies does speak to human beings for their building up encouragement and solace. That is what the, the, the role of the prophet really is, to build up the church, to build up the people of God. And all of us are called to do that. How do we do that? Look at the prophets in the Old Testament. What did they do? First of all, they were always calling out for justice. Justice for the poor, the oppressed. How much injustice is in our world today? We see uh, racism and uh, anti-religious sentiments and all kinds of other unjust discrimination. We, as the people of God, are called to speak out against those things. That is making the word of God enfleshed, incarnate. We are, uh, we see, uh, you know, abortion. We see same-sex marriage, the redefinition of the family. We are called to speak out about those kinds of injustices. We see the need for reform in our uh, laws on immigration or a capital punishment. We are called to speak out against those things as well. This is how we are to be prophets. Again, what did the prophets in the Old Testament do? They're always calling God's people to conversion, to repentance for their sins. I remember um, several years ago uh, when I had finished preaching a funeral homily. In my funeral homilies, I always try to make mention of purgatory and the need to pray for the deceased. And afterwards, one gentleman stuck around and he came up to me and he said... uh, Father, why would you bring up the, to this man, it was the wife uh, who had passed away, to this man, you know, the, the I, terrible idea of purgatory, right, when he's grieving uh, the loss of his wife. And he went on, of course, to talk about how at his parish, uh, which was run by Jesuits, that they've taught everybody that purgatory doesn't really exist and all of this. Um, now, I, in the end, I disagree with this guy about his uh, understanding of purgatory, but he still convicted me. He was speaking prophetically when he said, what are you, you know, you got to be careful about the way that you present purgatory to people who are grieving. And so just because I don't think of purgatory as a place of torment or, or terror or something like that doesn't mean that other people haven't been over the years taught to think that way. So I have always, ever since then, tried to uh, explain just a little bit what purgatory is and how we should not think of it as torment or terror or something like that. So that, again, we are all called to uh, speak to those who are in error, who are in not uh, really living their life the way that God wants them to. That, too, is prophetic. 
It's not all negative. Go back to St. Paul here. What does he say? Building up by encouragement and solace. Especially in this season of the year with all the holidays, there's a lot of people who are feeling very lonely, very sad. Maybe someone in their family died or this is the first uh, you know, Christmas without mom or dad or something like that. People can feel very alone. Now is an important time for us to reach out to them and to provide them with a word of solace, encouragement, that they are loved, they're cared about, they're part of our parish community, things like that. That too is prophecy. That too is making flesh the word of God. Finally, and I've mentioned this before, evangelization is is an important kind of prophecy, speaking the word of God to those who do not yet really know Jesus Christ or the Catholic faith. And it's so easy. It's so easy in this time of the year. It's Christmas time. You know somebody who hasn't been to church in a while? Everybody goes to church on Christmas, right? Just invite them to come to Christmas Mass with you. Uh, Or there are so many traditions that we have this time of the year. Why do you do that for Christmas? Why do you do this for Christmas? Why do you say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays? So easy. Such a great opportunity for us to explain our faith, to reach out to people and teach them a little bit about Jesus Christ. So that's all of those things are prophecy. And they are all ways that we can make flesh the word of God. Each one of us is a prophet. Each one of us is called to do that in our lives. Now that's a lot of time spent on prophecy, but it's a very important thing. But there is one other uh, thing that's brought out in the readings today, and another important way that all of us are called to allow the word of God to be made flesh in our lives. And that is, as the Second Vatican Council says, small Christian communities. So again, the first thing that Our Lady does when she receives the Word of God in her womb, she goes to be with her cousin Elizabeth. And we see that the the mystery of God's plan is unfolded to both of them in a deeper way because they are there with each other. Not just talking with each other, but really uh, growing in their love for each other and their faith together. Again, Mary's not just there to exchange a couple of words. She stays for three months to help St. Elizabeth take care of her child. And so what about us? Do we have a community, a group that we get together with that's here from our parish? Not just friends or, or neighbors or something like that, but really people that we can speak with and grow with in our faith. Uh, and maybe you say, well, I don't have anybody from the parish, but I belong to a Curcio group or a Chirp group or something. That's great. That's perfect. But we all need some kind of small Christian community in our lives where we can grow together in our faith in Christ. That, too, is a way in which the Word of God becomes flesh, becomes incarnate in that small community. And so as we prepare for Christmas, for the coming of Christ, as we prepare to receive Jesus Christ here in the Eucharist today. Let us pray that when the word of God comes to us, it will not just remain in our minds or in our hearts, but will be made incarnate, be made flesh, especially through prophecy and through small Christian communities.